We are away. You. Okay. <coughs> Everybody, welcome to Let's Hook In. My name's Brado, and this is my first live uh, video podcast, and I've got a special guest here today, Phil Hedges. I'm not going to talk too much about Phil. He's going <laughs> to do it for himself. Okay. Pass it over to you, Phil. Tell All us right. a bit about yourself. Great. Um, oh, God, where to begin? Um, so, currently a correctional officer, but in saying that, too, I, uh, I'm also a hypnotherapist, martial artist, and mountain slayer. Mountain Slayer. So, yeah. Where should we start? Correctional officer. That's yes. where I met you. Yeah, that's, yep. I've been doing that for quite a while too. Um, not the most satisfying job <laughs> on the planet, I can imagine. It, I'm sure there there are reasons we do it. Yep. But uh, we probably won't get too much into that because I don't like talking about it. And yeah. it's boring. No, and fair not cool. very satisfying. Fair cool. So next thing, you are a hypnosis, hypnotist, sorry, Hyp- not hypnotist, a hypnosis. Yeah, yeah a hypnotist. I'm hypnotist, hypnotherapist, whatever you want to call it. Um, so long story short, or long story long, depending on how you look at it, uh, I came into the job that, well, that I do now is corrections, and uh, I went from doing that, I went from working in, well, being a martial arts instructor into corrections, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of, I've got to back this up a little bit. Uh, so I, I had a job that I loved and adored and was like literally one of the greatest things I've ever done. I was training kids from the age of three to about 60 and amazing job, like yep. amazing job, except I was on like, I was on a wage of about 32K a year yep. and punching out about 50 hours a week because okay. I was managing this club. I was training training like students and there was all the behind the scenes stuff for marketing and everything else and uh then i met some guys that were training at another center and they were wanting to do some training for the erg or the attack squad or whatever you want to call it you know the guys that go on with the helmets and the batons and crash and bash and yep. in the movies they're in they're the ones doing the rides yep and they said to me uh you should come work in the prison. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, you know, I'm six foot four, 150 <laughs> kilos, and I'm, I'm a mountain of muscle. Just so, like myself. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and yeah, so, you know, that'd be a great idea. And they're like, no, 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 it's more about communication and de-escalation and talking. I'm like, oh, okay, I can, I can talk. I can do that. Um, and then they told me it was pretty much triple the pay I was on, and I got half the year off. Not bad. And I was like, yep, all right, sign me up. I'm in. Sign me up. Let's do it. Let's go. Um, The thing they kind of forgot to tell me was it's a fucking prison. And so I went from this job that I loved and this job where I was active and doing all these things to a job where I sat on my ass for 12 hours, or at least it felt like I sat on my ass for 12 hours and got fed two bock meals a day. And my weight just blew out. Mm -hmm. Like absolutely blew out. I went from... a anywhere between sort of 63 and 67 kilos mm-hmm. to like 85 kilos in about three months. Okay. And so the key word there that I'm going to pull you up on is yeah. satisfaction. There's <laughs> there's not much. No. Like, no. let's be honest, I'll talk a little bit about my experience with it. I did it for 13 years in New South Wales. Yep. Went coal mining for four years because mm-hmm. I'd had enough of corrections and dealing with the not so yep. cool people in the world. Um, did that come up to Gold Coast for a holiday and said to the wife, do you want to come up, move up here as a bluff, like a joke? Yep, let's do that. So my original plan was to do something I can do, which was corrections, mm. do it for 12 months, buy a business, get out of it, uh, and live life, have happy, happy life, happy wife. Yep. Um, 
that didn't work out. Here I am eight years later still doing it. <laughs> and the thing that, where are we going with the satisfaction thing? Like, there's no satisfaction in it. However, if you're looking from the outside, if you don't work in corrections, and I was talking to you, you don't work there. And I said to you, oh, look, I work 12-hour shifts. I get paid good money. Um, I've got government super. It ticks some fucking good boxes. It, it does. It certainly does. And that is where I am. My, my experience with that is not trapped. I can go tomorrow. There's, mm-hmm. no, there's no... I've got keys for the gate. I can get out. Yeah, I'm not correct. trapped in there. But um, all those big, tick, big ticket items, they keep me there. Oh, 100%. And, uh, yeah, so the satisfaction part, I can totally understand you going from a very rewarding job instructing people, martial arts, something you love, yeah. to basically sitting on your butt all day and getting called names. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and um, I... I, I reached out to my sister and she'd just done her training in hypnosis and a few other things. And um, I literally, I, I rang her in tears and I'm like, I just need to lose weight. If I just lose weight, everything else in my life will be fine. And by this time, I, I didn't realize it, but I was like morbidly depressed. I'm, I'm, I'm destroying my relationships around me. I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I'm a shell of a man of who I was. And um, so I... I turned around to her and said, can I, like, can you help me? Can you just help me lose some weight? And she was like, yeah, yeah, drive down to like Adelong, which is like near Wagga. Mm-hmm. She's like, drive down here, come see me and we'll sort you out. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to just jump on a plane. And she's like, no, no, drive down. I said, all right, cool. Well, if I just grab a button, no, drive down. I, I had to drive down. And in the month before driving down, um, shit just went awry. So my... My daughter's mother, who I'm separated from, been long-term separated from her, decided she was moving back to Wollongong with my daughter. And I fully supported it, but I'm like, I'm getting my child taken away from me interstate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found out my father was terminally ill. He's, he's still with us. Um, but it was like, this is, this is what's going on. Yep. And it's like, so there was that. And then on the actual drive down to see my sister, my partner at the time uh, sent me a message. Hey... I've packed up the apartment. When you get back, whatever's left is yours. Jesus. And so when I got down to see my sister, um, I was I was a wreck. I was like I was ready just to walk into the ocean and not come back. Yeah. And um, we worked together for three days. So over the three days, we went through all these different processes and did a lot of therapy. And at the end of that time, I was like, oh, I'm good. I got I got no problems. Like life's life's sweet. Life's, life's absolutely sweet. And I knew there was things I needed to do. I knew I had stuff going on, but there it wasn't a concern. I was like, oh, well, you know, I've got to do this for the apartment. I've got to do this, this, this and this. All right, cool. When I get back, I'm going to do that. Oh, you know, yep, we've got this diagnosis for my father. So that's bad, but like he could still be here another 15, 20 years. Oh, so, okay, cool. Don't need to stress about that. Um, and then just, I just knew how to deal with everything better. And uh, from there, I became obsessed. I was like, wow, if I can if I can learn how to do this and then help other people, it's like, that's, that's cool. I want to do that. I'm going to do that. And it literally just snowballed to, I went and trained under every single person possible, pretty much throughout Australia and spent about 30 grand. Okay. So just back it up a little bit. <laughs> you, this is clearly whilst you're at corrections. Yes. Yeah. I thought so. I just want to, yep. whilst I was in corrections. Yep. So I remember you, I think I remember you at the very beginning of your mm-hmm. hypnosis journey. Yeah. 
and um, it was just that. And then, like you say, you're going to progress on to training and stuff. You, you, you did snowball. It's yeah, it went crazy. I loved watching your socials and stuff. It was <laughs> yeah, great. It's, it's um, it's definitely been, it's definitely been a journey with it. But uh, yeah, so I, I just, I just became obsessed and was like, okay, if I can, if I can start helping people and doing this, I, I will. And I, I did. I, I, I got certified. I, I trained under all these different people. I trained under people in the states. Um, and then, it, it as it progressed, I was like, well, if I can, if I can help people, like I can, I can feed a man a fish. I can feed a man a fish. I can help them, you know, with sleep, with anxiety, with weight loss, with uh, smoking, with all these different cool things. And obviously, the more advanced I got, the more I was like, oh, I can help with anything. Like literally, everything starts in the mind. Everything that's going on, like. The problem's never the problem. The problem's just a symptom of what the problem is. So it's like if you've got a cough, you don't treat the cough. You know, you actually treat the lung infection they mm-hmm. have. Because if you're just treating the cough, the thing's gonna keep coming back. Yeah. And so when I kind of figured this out, it all came down to like a couple of key things that was going on for people. But uh, then I got to the point where, well, if I'm feeding a man a fish, how do I teach a man a fish? Like, well, if I give other people these skills, they can go out and then they can help people. And then it, it just, it makes the evolution of that bigger for people to then create more like massive impact mm-hmm. so at this point you've you've done the hypnosis yes you've thought cool i need to do this more i need to mm-hmm. teach people because that's what you just explained yep uh here i'm being a bit silly here but you've gone from doing hypnosis to now teaching people how to do hypnosis is yep. that not cutting your own grave look taking money away from yourself like if you if you come and show me this is a silly question i know that no not at all. Well, you show me how to be a hypnotist mm. i no longer need you i can go and do my own thing and you know what i mean or is yeah. there more is there more to no, it no 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 a lot of people kind of came up with that and they're like oh well you know now you've got all these people that are doing the thing you're doing i'm like yeah but who are they coming to for advice still come back they're yeah. still coming back to me okay yep and then what happened was because i got i got i got very very good and my students got very, very good results. Other people, other hypnotherapists and other people in the, that world of therapy would seek me out and be like, hey, you're the hypno guy. Can you, can you show me how to do this? Can you help with this? I've got a client that's got this problem. Like, how, how would I approach it? So I, I could then mentor people and help them without needing to worry. And like, I'm a big believer in... Uh, Oh, what's the, the law of abundance? There's always enough. Mm-hmm. There is always enough. Yeah. So it, it didn't matter. Yeah, right. Because it seems like that's there's a business side in, in my mind. Yeah. There's a business side of things, and then there's a obviously it's not all about making all the money and not letting anyone else make money. Mm. It's about helping other people. So there's a there's Correct. a care factor there. Like, I, how can I explain this? I, I got hypnotised years and years ago. Yep. I went to a jail social club. Do it. Let's go jail. <laughs> Uh, and I'm a, I'm a bit of a sceptic. Yeah, of course. You've probably picked up on that with a That's few okay. conversations we've had in the past. Not a sceptic, but I'd like, I like proof and, and yep, evidence. And evidence, yeah. So I'm sitting down thinking, yeah, this is not going to work. Yeah, bullshit, you know. These mm-hmm. blokes make... Stephen Spellmaster, by the way, was his yep. name. A very popular one. Um, so I put my hand up. My wife was there. Everyone was there. It was a big social night here. I put my hand up. I thought, this is not going to work. And about 20 of us went up on the stage. And by the end of it, I think five... Maybe five guys couldn't, five people, sorry, couldn't get yep. under, go, go under, under, whatever yep. the word is, yeah. I did, for some reason. And, <laughs> and my experience with it, like, I was a sceptic. It's like you, and I if you've been hypnotised, you're going to know what I'm talking about, but it's like you know what you're telling me to do, mm-hmm. and you know it's weird, and you feel like in your brain you can have the power to not do it. 
but you'd do it. Yeah. Like I, I was given a task where uh, he told everybody on stage, he said, right, when you go back to your chair, every time you have a drink, mm-hmm. you're going to make a noise. Mine was a tiger. Yep. So every time I had a drink of a beer um, or anything, I had to roar like a tiger. So mm-hmm. here I am. My wife said, have a drink, Craig. And she's, you know, I don't drink at the best of times, but yep. she was encouraging me to have a drink. I was like, there's something weird going on here. So I had a sip and I'm like a big tiger. <laughs> and you know what? Well, it could still be perceived as bullshit, yeah. I believe. However, there was a guy there. His name was Terry Ross. He was an old senior. Yep. Uh, really straight down the line, no bullshit type of guy. He was one of the guys with me that got hypnotised. And I think he was like a cockatoo or something. Every time he had a drink, you could see... I've got a video, I'll show you one. Mm. Now. He had a drink and... He just he put his head up like this. His face went red, and he was making this cockatoo or something noise. And that, for right, even though I was under hypnot- I was under hypnosis yeah. at the time, and all these thoughts of of skeptic skepticism and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. I thought, nah, it's real. Rossi mm-hmm. would never ever do It'd this. Do that, yeah. He would never do this. So that's my experience. Well, I I kind of had a similar thing when I was training because, yeah, I went into the stage side of things as well as the therapy side of things. But uh, when I was learning the stage thing. Um, my mentor was like, there was a group of us and he kept putting me under because I wanted to know about it. So he's like, oh, you're easy. I'll put you under. You'll put you under. I'll put you under. And um, I remember the first time he's like, put me under. And I'm like, there. Okay. And I'm talking to myself in my head and he's like, every time I say your name, you're going to bark like a puppy. And in my head, I'm like, no, I'm not. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to show you and you're going to say my name and go like, ha, fucking got ya. This is not going to happen. Bullshit. Whatever else. Like one, he's like, all right, come back to the here and now. One, two, three. Right away. Come on. Yep. Cool. He's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it. And it just, it, I didn't even have the chance to be like, no, I'm not. It just, nah. I'm like, oh, crap. And it, it, it didn't matter. I'm feeling it. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, gosh. I'm feeling it. I know exactly what you're talking. Your subconscious <laughs> brain says this is bullshit. Then it's, I, you know, it's not going to work, yeah. but. It, it just does. Yeah. Now, I'm touching on the hypnosis. Sure. Um, you, you had or have two world records? Yes, still have still? two world records. Can you tell us a little bit about those, please? Um, so, I hold uh, the online world record for the world's fastest handshake induction. So, like, from literally holding hands, sleep, and, like, shaking the hand to putting them down into a trance, which was 0.73 seconds or 0.75 seconds. Hang on, hang on. Go, go again. So, I'm... I've come up to you. Yep. I, I haven't been hypnotised backstage. I haven't, I haven't done anything to you. Okay. I haven't done anything to you backstage. Um, and I've grabbed your hand and done a thing and you've just dropped. In less than a second. In less than a second. We, we had it timed out and measured out. It was seven point, I, I think it was three, seven point, zero point seven three seconds or seven five seconds, I forget. Wow. Now, I'm, I'm a bit of a dummy. Yep. Well, I'm not really, but I'm a dummy. How who judges and how do you know that he's under and all this sort of stuff in yeah great great question um so there we had to do a full-length video on it and so they had to see before and after so they knew we weren't like playing funny buggers yep and then uh the the time had to be officially adjudicated and then um yeah we just submitted it and they were like yep that that's in and when after they were in trance i got them to do a few things to be like okay cool they're seeing that they're under hypnosis they're not just sitting there and um yeah they gave Jeez, them the evidence they wanted that is unreal and you didn't know this guy 
I knew them. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew that, who they were. Not that it matters, I guess. Yeah, and uh, I, yeah, I was just like, hey, let's just try this thing. And I was just, I wanted to, I, I like to do things. Like, I, I like to challenge myself. So it's like, I'm like, oh, let's, let's see if I can get some world records just for fun. Yep. And then it just kind of blew out. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Now I've got two world records. Sweet. Yeah, um, let's see if I can try this. Yeah, let's do that. That'll be hard to beat. Point yeah. seven of, that'd be, yeah. Do you think it'll ever be? Nah, probably not. That's yeah. crazy. And like, I'll, I remember years ago when I was a kid, yeah. with the stopwatch, you'd do the stopwatch trick and try and stop it on a second. Yep. But try and go as quick as you can. And the quickest I could I could do it was like 0.15. Mm. You're only another 0.55 over that yeah. far out. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Thank you. <coughs> Pardon me. And, and the, the second one. The second one's a mouthful. So it was... um. The most people, and I'm probably going to say it wrong for what the sentence was, but it was the most people put it, uh, put into a full body catalepsy and laid between two chairs while under trance in 60 seconds. I think I know what that means. So stiff, yep. two chairs, stiff, lay them down, chair, chair. So it's like sleep, stiff, chair, chair, and they're just standing like a piece of board across two chairs. And what did you say the time was on that one? Um, I had to. I did four in 60 seconds. I could have got six. I was underprepared. So you can beat that? I can beat it. When are you going to do that? I don't know. <laughs> like, so but I could definitely beat it. That was a few years ago? Yeah, that was probably like four years ago now. And they're in, are they in a Guinness book of work? Um, no, no. So Guinness wouldn't recognise any of them. Okay. Um, and Guinness are a monopoly on the world record industry. Okay. So these are online world records, which is yep. a different company. Um, there's actually like hundreds of world record companies out there yeah, believe right it or not right. but uh this is yeah online world records i'm yeah. i'm working on a couple of things with guinness at the moment because i've got a couple i want to attempt which is they're not hypnosis basis they're just like for fun okay yeah. that was my next question what's next oh gosh um yeah so i'm i'm looking at it's it's just stupid stuff right because i'm like i get bored and i'm like i wonder if i could do that and um what i've been playing with at the moment with a few clients is fire eating I think I saw a video of yourself and your daughter. Yeah, yeah. I got my, fire, my, yeah. my daughter came and did it as well. And yep. um, I'm like, wow, I wonder how many like fire candles I could eat in a minute. I'm like, that would be kind of fun. Is yeah. there an existing record no, for No, there's no existing oh, so record, so I'd set it. Okay. And like setting a record is so much easier than breaking a record. I was going to say, you could, you could say do 10 easily. Yep. yep. And then go back next year, do 11 and yep. just keep beating your own record just yeah. to get your name in the book. Yep. You could. You, you literally could. Like there's records in there for like snails on the face. The most people, the person oh. who's put the most snails on their face. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. There might be one out there for me. Maybe, I've, yeah. maybe I can get in that book. You could. You certainly could. Like, and all you have to do is just pretty much send them an email and go, hey, I want to attempt this and here's how I'll do it. And then in 12 weeks, they get back to you going, yeah, okay, go for it. Yeah, right. So you hip hypnosis training still? No. No, okay. No, I, um, I, I gave, I, I didn't give that up. Um, so what happened was, again, just to go into a, a deeper story, my, my partner and I created that business. Well, my ex-partner and I created that business. And when we separated, I was like, I think that's the end of that chapter. And so we dissolved that business and now I'm working on other things. Okay. And moving those along at the moment. So. Do you still hypnotise people? Is yes. The yeah, yeah, all the time. Okay. All the time. I still do therapy and I still like see clients, but I'm not actively seeking them out. Okay. Yeah. Now, I was going to say to you before, we could probably do four or five different episodes with you with yeah. these things. <laughs> However, I was going to try and touch on most of them. I'll get you back. Yeah, if this goes problem. well, Anytime. I'll get you back. But I've written down a couple of things that I wanted Excellent. to touch on. Now, published author. Yes. 
what have you, is that a hypnotherapy type? Um, kind of. So what I did is um, I'm, I'm in the personal development space a lot. So I deal with like life coaches and hypnotherapists and uh, like NLP practitioners and people who are genuinely helping people in the field of personal development. So what I did is I created a book for them and uh, to just really help them like reach people on social media. Okay. So it was just a, it was just a interesting book that I developed and put out there to see one, if I could publish a book and two, how easy it would be for me to do so that when I have my proper book that I'm also working on, um, when, yeah, to be able to do. So it was really just a test run that worked really, that's, really that's well. Done and, done and dusted. Yeah, done sales? And dusted. Oh, I have no idea. No, you don't know? Okay. No, I haven't even looked. Right. Something's going well. Yeah, a couple of hundred, I think. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So that was, the, we've done the hypnosis training, the two world records. Mm-hmm. Now, you just mentioned NLP. Yes. Um, master NLP practitioner. Now, look, no, no disrespect. It's all good. But I have no idea what that means. I've seen it online a hundred times with people. Yep. But what does NLP mean and what does it do? Great question. So um, NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. So it's, in my opinion, and I've got a very different opinion than a lot of other people in that field, uh, it's it's conversational hypnosis. Okay. So it's, yeah. it's just being able to talk to someone and help them think differently. And if you think differently, your actions are different. If your actions are different, then the results in your life are different. Okay. So it's about understanding how language patterns work. It's understanding how like certain things like eye patterning. So when someone's talking to you, if you can see the way their eyes are moving, and you can gauge that. You can then understand. Okay, well, I understand when you're talking to me. If you're up, if your eyes are looking up to the right, you may be accessing a memory, or you may be in your imagination. And if I can know those two things, I can then be like, oh, okay. If if you're accessing memory, well, there's something there that you're thinking about. It's like, or if you're accessing like your kinesthetic, your feelings. It's like, oh, I don't know. It just makes me feel really bad. And they're looking down here. I'm like, okay, that's a kinesthetic thing they're doing. And if there's emotion there, then I can start to figure out what's going on. So it okay. helps you understand how people think as well, not what they think. Is this done in a group setting or in one-on-one type thing? I can be done all in, in any of them. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. Because I see that I've seen a few people. I follow a few different people online. Yep. My, uh, and you know, excuse my ignorance, but I thought it was something to do with MLM. Yeah, you know? oh, it can it can be very culty and very rara yeah. with, with some places, but like I don't I don't fall into any of that stuff. I'm like I just do my thing. I, I learn, I gain knowledge, and I can use that knowledge to then help or do other things with people. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I, I kind of I don't want to say I'm a lone wolf, but I'm just I'm not a part of any of the greater expanse. Yeah, of okay. People. Yeah, because it looks like it does look culty. It does yeah, it can. look um, um, without being too critical. It no, looks no. like a money making venture for the people running it yeah it can be yeah definitely can be right so that's that done now i've noticed you you went to stall high school that's in victoria yes now do you have to be able to run fast to go to that school (laughs) no 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 no, not at all um i'm assuming you're referring to the easter gift yeah yeah so that was that was that was great um being installed small country town absolutely beautiful um, and the town would go from like 10,000 people to like 30,000 people over the Easter weekend. Is it still going? Yep, still yeah, runs. Okay. Still runs. And yeah, just the richest foot race in the world. It's so good. Yeah, right. We had a, a Lithgow Flash gift many, many years ago. It only lasts. I don't know how long it lasts. If anyone out there knows how many years that ran for, please let me know because I've forgotten. But it was a pretty lucrative time. Mm. It was kind of like the stall gift. Yep. It was um, 
and athletics, carnival type thing based on running. Uh, there was a pretty hefty, if you know the, the prize, let me know the prize too, I've completely forgotten, I have number research, but yeah, the Lithgow Flash gift, because Marjorie Jackson, yeah. a um, former Australian, or a great Australian, still, mm. she's still Australian, but yeah. an athlete, um, very successful, very popular, very, very good, she's a Lithgow girl. Okay. And uh, that was where it was formulated around her name. Mm. Um, and when I saw the stall thing, I thought, well, we've got something in common. Yeah, well, the biggest one for me was when I was younger was Kathy, Kathy Freeman came yeah. and actually did one. Okay. Like, yeah, only the one, but I, and I don't even know where she placed on that. I was just like, oh, my God, I know that name. You yep. know, she's in the Olympics and okay. does After, things. Like when she was famous? Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, she came down around it. She probably had to do three laps compared to the people. No, 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 not at all. It's, <laughs> well, because I think she was more of a long-distance runner, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah, like 400? Slightly, yeah, 400. Yeah. And the the gift was like 110. Okay. So It, it wasn't was, handicapped, was it? Like um, it, 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 the Lithgow one was. Yeah. I, it, like if you're 10 metres in front of me during the heats, yeah. I'll start... I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, something but like that. again, I don't understand the whole, like yeah. I never got into the dynamics of the way that works, yeah, but okay. yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was handicapped for those reasons. Right, and you're a Victorian? I am. So, the question I was going to ask, it's going to be a pretty obvious answer, NRL or AFL? Look, I, I was an AFL boy through and through, but I've been up here now for like 14, almost 15 years, and um, I've definitely got on the Dolphins bandwagon. The Dolphins? Yeah, because like... I, I liked the storm being Victorian. I was like, oh, yeah. I'll just follow the storm. But then when the Dolphins came about, I was like, you know what? Like, they're brand new at this. I'll just start with that yeah. and start following through. So, yeah, I've, I've paid a lot more attention this year than I have previous years. And okay. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. They're, they're going okay for a first-year club. They started yeah. off really well. They started off great. I have, I have a bet with a couple of mates. I was like, it, without even seeing a game of theirs, I was like, top eight this year. Okay, and it's not looking great right now. They're in eleventh right yeah, now. Yeah, they need to they need to kind of shape up for yeah. me. But the mighty roosters just jumped them today. Actually, yeah, so I, know, I know. We have the hypnosis thing, which yes. is we're all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mountain climbing, yes. Martial arts, yes. And I was going to touch on mental health. Yes, uh, please do. Yeah. So can we touch on the mountain climbing? I know you're only at the start of your journey, yep. even though for a guy like me, it seems like you've You've been there forever because <laughs> yeah. you've climbed what I don't know much about mountains, but yep. Mount Kilimanjaro, yes. in my mind, sounds like a... From yeah. geography, from my memory of geography, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's up there. It's, it's big. So it's the largest freestanding mountain in the world. Um, so it's not part of any ranges. You're, just, you're walking and it just kind of comes up. And it's a part of like, like there's that mountain and then it craters down and there's another mountain. But Kili is is the biggest is the yeah tallest freestanding mountain in the world and um it, i think and i'm gonna be really bad here and people are gonna hate it but it's like five thousand nine hundred and i eight hundred and ninety five i think okay uh meters so above sea level why why climb a mountain um because it's hard because it's hard was it you you did a fundraiser yes attached to men, men's mental health or mental um health suicide prevention australia suicide prevention yeah was that the motivation of climbing or was climbing the motivation of that uh it was kind of both so obviously with the story i told you about hypnosis um and how i got into that my i I, i've i've struggled in the past and pretty recently with mental health just like when when my partner and i separated i it was one of those things right i and there's no bad blood there in any way shape or form i i adore her i've got nothing bad to say about her in any way but uh, when we separated, like we, we'd been engaged for 12 months and 
you know, we'd, well, she'd had a plot of land and she'd built, so we'd like built together this home and we'd built a business together. And so in my mind, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is the happy ever after. Like, I'm, I'm working, there's a house, we've got the, we've got the dog, we've got, we've got all these things. And then as unfortunately things do at times, they break down. And um, from there, my mental health just plummeted, absolutely plummeted. And I found myself in a really dark place for a little while there. But uh, I'm also very self-aware and I'm like, the first thing I did was reach out for help. Mm -hmm. And um, it was like, I know in the the world of like blue collar world, whether it's corrections or first responders or, you know, just blue collar world um a lot of people don't speak out and a lot of people don't reach out for help and a lot of people think that you know it's just oh this is the way things are and then they make that decision they make a permanent decision based on a temporary situation Mm. and like that they end their life yep and for me i i started going down that road a little bit i started thinking well you know i'm i'm just I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really emotional guy and so I've got big emotions and with big emotions come big feelings and with big feelings come big actions mm-hmm. and whatever else. So if, if I'm madly in love with someone, I'm fucking madly in love with them. If I'm angry, I'm angry mm-hmm. or whatever else. And uh, I started going down that road of, fuck, maybe I shouldn't be here. Like, I'm, I'm, I hurt too much and I don't want to hurt anymore and I'm a burden on people. And when you get into that mindset, you start, you start making up stories. And when you make up a story, what what we do as people and what our unconscious mind does is regardless of the story you're telling yourself, your unconscious mind will take anything it can as evidence to prove you right. So I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm not lovable and I'm a shitty person and I'm really sad. Okay, cool. Oh, old, old mate John didn't answer his phone. Yeah, because you're unlovable there's proof see there's proof because you're not all right take that okay okay oh i had a bad interaction with a friend today yeah because you're not a great person oh take that in when it's just a story you're just you're completely fabricating it and making it up Mm -hmm. but it'll it'll it leads that in right and then you forget this because you just want to be you just want to prove yourself right with whatever you're doing and um i started going down that road of uh like maybe i shouldn't fucking be here and what then happened was, like, do you mind if I be really, like, real with all of this? Okay. You go. Like, so I, I made the decision, like, I probably shouldn't be here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it. And I decided how I was going to do it, when I was going to do it, where I was going to do it, and it was, all, it was all sorted. And it got to that point, and I was literally getting ready, thinking, yep, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, I got a text message from my daughter. And all it said was, hey, Dad, can I have some tuck shop money for tomorrow at school? And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like in that instance, I'm like, you, you fucking moron. You've got no, how could you even consider doing that? I, and I, at no time I'd have gone, oh, my daughter. I was just, I was so focused on the stories I was telling myself. I'd forgotten about everything else. Mm. And as soon as I made that decision, as soon as I made that connection, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm out. This is, this is, I'm an idiot. What am I doing? No, 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 fucking no. All right, cool. Move on. And yes, I sent her a lot of money for Tuck Shop that week. <laughs> I think I, I remember that. I remember a post about this. Yeah. And, uh, I think my comment was uh, something along the lines of, that's a 
twenty dollar investment to save your life or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And um it it just snapped me out of it. Like straight away it snapped me out of it. I'm like, okay, cool. This is this is ridiculous. This is uh, like my whole mindset shifted straight away from that. Like it was just that one cl- moment of pure clarity. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Move on. And I mean that with so much love on myself. Mm. You're a fucking idiot. Move on. And um then I was like, holy shit. Like I'm really lucky there's not many people out there that get to those sort of points and then go, well, they have like a little guardian angel moment or whatever you want to call it. So can I ask you? Yeah. What time frame are we talking from you getting this, the feelings of shit, you know, getting all these negative mm. thoughts, all these um, critical thinking, I'd call mm, it about yeah. everything. You're yep. being critical about yourself and about your life and everything that mm-hmm. you see and hear and, and, and do is negative impact on you what, mm-hmm. how long between that starting and you getting that text from your daughter uh the critical thinking and starting that that would have started in sort of january february and february was when i made that decision and then yeah literally on the night where i was like i'm gonna do this was when my daughter texted me bloody hell that's like, some sort of uh divine intervention yeah, isn't it? It, that was just like okay thank you thank yeah. you thank you thank you thank you and um then I was like, fuck, I, I gotta do something about this. I gotta like I gotta do something. And I'd always I, I wanna climb Everest is one of my big things. Yep. And I've got a guy who I speak to, he's I, I call him my climbing coach. Um he's actually on the show at the moment, the hunted. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Glenn Azar. So he's oh, on he's yeah. Taylor Robinson's coach. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So yeah. I, I, I've spoken to Glenn a few times because his daughter is Alyssa Azar. Yep. She was the youngest uh, Australian to climb Mount Everest twice. Okay. Yeah. And um so I met him through a mutual friend. Yep. And um he's like, Yep, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, we've got to look at this, and you gotta do this, and you gotta do this. And I'm like, Okay, cool. And uh we we made a deal that hasn't happened yet, which is which was he'll help me deal with like coach me on climbing. And I'll offer his boxes hypnosis. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's a, it's a really nice trade-off. Yeah, right. Um, and so he's like, do Killy first. Killy's a really good test. Yeah. Go do Killy first. And I was like, I'm going to go do Killy. But then I was like, okay, I, I'll do something hard. But like, I want it to have a bit more meaning. And I was like, you know what? Suicide Prevention Australia, that's, that's a good thing to do. I want to raise money. I want to bring awareness to this. I want to help people see that regardless of where you're at, things can get a lot better actually really quickly like really quickly yes there are times where it doesn't but it's temporary it's just it's so temporary it's um, something i I can't really speak of any personal experience with mental health issues um you know i'm trying to put myself on any sort of a level or anything but it's fun but what um a few people in my life have suffered from mental illness uh and people that aren't in my life like robin williams is a big one for me oh like who who the fuck would think Robin Williams, the funniest man on the planet, mm-hmm. he doesn't even have to try to be funny, mm-hmm. um, would possibly get so low in his life where he'd have to kill himself. Yeah, it's... I, I like the saying, the bigger the front, the bigger the back. Yeah. Well, so the, the bigger the front that people put on, yeah. the bigger the back of what's going on with them behind the scenes. He... Wow, that got me. Another guy, you might know, uh, and I hope I'm not out of line saying this no, out no, there, no. but Spike Cheney, he's an Olympic boxer from... He's from Lithgow. Yeah. Um, Years and years ago, he was an Olympic boxer. He got yep. a silver medal in the mm-hmm. 88 Olympics, I think okay. it was. Uh, turned pro not long after he came back. And Spike uh, was in a fight, a pro fight. Mm-hmm. 
fight seven, I think it was, uh, winning that fight easily. I was watching it at a local pub. Yep. Winning the fight easily. It was round four or five, and he said to his trainer, Jeff Crow, he said, Jeff, I can't go on. And, like, he was really winning this fight really mm. easy. We thought this bloke was going to fall. He, he was yeah. going to get knocked out. Yep. Uh, and we, you know how they focus on a corner? Yeah. At the end of a round, they'll go to this corner, yep. then they'll go to... It yep. was on Spike's corner. And he, he, Spike said, oh, I can't go on. And Jeff's gone, oh, yeah, yeah whatever, mate. You know, like, you, mm. dickhead, you know, pull up. What are you talking about? You're smashing yeah. this bloke. And Spike's gone, no, 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 seriously, I, I can't go on. Wow. And it all changed. Jeff's attitude changed. He's gone, I'll never forget this. I'll never, mm. ever forget it. Spike Journey was the king yeah. of not just Lithgow, but the king of... Almost the king of Australian boxing back then. Mm. We're talking... Unbelievable potential. Yeah. Uh, and this happened in a fight, in wow. a pro fight. And I've, I've gone, holy shit, what's going on here? As it turns out, long story short, Spike was diagnosed with bipolar, I believe. Oh, wow. Um, yep. And, yeah, things things went bad for Spike, I mm. guess. Uh, he's, he's gone from up here, sorry about that, up here, sportsman, not only with boxing, but he was also the personal trainer, like the fitness trainer for North Sydney Bears at the time. Oh, wow. Uh, he had... We, he was our hero. He was yeah. our local hero. Our he was the world to every mm-hmm. to all us young blokes. You know, I, I went to boxing just to watch Spike train and yep. and jump in the ring with other blokes just to watch Spike train. Yep. And uh, this guy, that that's hit me the hardest. I yeah. think you know, without my own personal experience, yep. to see that happen to someone, uh, Rob Williams, Spike Cheney, mm-hmm. two people at the pinnacle of their of what mm-hmm. they do in life, and Spike hasn't hasn't killed himself, but. Um, he struggled for many, yeah. many years, and, and we all know he struggled. Uh, that's my that's outside looking in. And so there's something massively powerful about mental health. And yeah, and and it's so it's so underrated. Like, yes, people go, oh, mental health, isn't it? but then that's it? It's like they go, oh, yeah, mental health's really important. Mental health needs to be looked at, and we need to help people with mental health. And then what happens, right? It's, are you okay? No, not really. Oh, Anyway, man, buck up. Have a good one. Yeah. And you're like, wait, no. Like, someone's just told you. And I actually did this at work for a little while just as a bit of a test because, you know, in, in day-to-day jobs, people will be like, how are you? And everyone goes, oh, yeah, living the dream. I'm good. Yeah, not too bad. Whatever else. And uh, people would walk past and be like, hey, Phil, how are you? I'm like, oh, terrible. I'm like, oh, okay. And then they'd kind of just move on. And I was like, that's really interesting. Wow. That's really, really interesting because they're uncomfortable and then they didn't know how to deal with it because they would just expect, yeah, I'm great, living the dream, thanks, bye. Mm. And it's like, or, or some people wouldn't even realize I've said something negative. They'll just be like, oh, okay, cool, bye. Yeah. Like, just a token gesture. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It, it was just really, really fascinating and yeah. people are really uncomfortable with having those sort of conversations. Yeah. And it, it's okay, it's not for everyone, yeah. but at the same time, you know, there needs to be there needs to be a greater awareness and more tools out there for people to be able to go, okay, cool. What what I've just been told that what do I do? Yeah, yeah. I can see um, from my experience in the years gone by, mental health was nothing. We wouldn't talk about it. Nah, Men wouldn't talk up. about it. You know, you'd be feeling down and you might even cry. Yeah. Even, you wouldn't even cry in front of people. Jeez, that'd, be, that'd be really good. Yeah. You can't do that. So back in those days, now I, I have seen like even years ago. Um, when the 22, challenge, 22 push-ups for yep. suicide prevention or mental health yeah, or yep. something it was. Yep. I did a couple of those couple, mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Yep. So it is starting to very slowly come up. And even people like myself, a hard nut like myself, mm-hmm. will put on Facebook when somebody kills themselves or mm-hmm. someone 
um, expresses some form of mental health yep. health issue, I'll put a comment out there. Give me a call. Yeah. You know, my phone's always here. My door's yep. always open. Give us a ring. I might not be a psychologist or a or a pro, but I'll make you laugh. But you, that's what I'm you don't to. you don't even need that, right? Like <coughs> that's that's and it's fantastic you do that. But all you need is to literally hold space for someone. And by that, I mean like if someone's down, like I don't want visitors. You go okay, cool, and you go visit them, and you sit down, and you don't have to, you don't even have to talk. It could just be watching the footy. It could just be like a movie. It could be like you're just hanging out with them, like literally so they know that there's someone there at some point. And people underestimate that mm. because they're like, oh, it's going to be really uncomfortable. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, if you can just hold that space just for a little bit, mm. people are like, oh, wow, that's yep. that's really important. So you reached your goal with that. I did. I actually, I think I... Give you a you of did. Dollars. You so definitely did, good. and I appreciate that. So yeah, I we, we raised uh, two thousand dollars. Yep. Which um which was just it blew my mind the, the, that so many people like so many people like yes let's do it and and just put anywhere from like ten dollars to a hundred dollars to whatever else in to support that and it, the the feedback I got was absolutely amazing and um yeah then I went and climbed Killy. <laughs> Excellent. So, did that was that target a thousand bucks to start with? Um, no, it was ten. Ten thousand. Oh, okay. But it it wasn't about the money. Like, yep. I, I would have been happy with five hundred. It yeah. was just I I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise money for something that's important, and I'm gonna do that by doing something that's really hard. Okay. Now, speak speak to me about your jumper. Yes, three pack. So that's um that's one of my new business ventures. Okay. Yep. So um, what we're doing is. I'm taking people on the adventures I've gone on. So later next year, I'll be taking a group of people back to Kilimanjaro and then they're going to be climbing it with me and we're going to be raising money again for a different charity okay. and so on and so forth. So it's it's a way that I can continue to have fun and do things that are meaningful because when, when you go through something so hard, you you have realizations, like you have these really massive realizations and I'm like, well, I know the growth and the realizations I had when I was there. One, I want people to be able to have that growth and realization as well. But then I'm like, well, I've got all these other modalities and all these other things I do. So not only will they be getting this awesome like experience, but we're going to dive into their you know, anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, frustration. That we're going to deal with these things while we're doing it. So we, we'll climb through the day and over time we'll have dinner. And then we'll go through these processes with them. So it's almost like they're getting a coaching session and a breakthrough climbing amazing life session yep. at the same time. You you didn't get that when you climbed out Kilimanjaro. You did that for yourself. I did I did that for myself. And this has all come to you since that you thought I, yep. can, I can do that and help people. Yeah, and I want to do that. Yeah, great. It's it's like <clears throat> and it, it's on the back of my shirt. It's it's happiness lies outside of your comfort zone. Okay. What does that stand for in the it's acronym? Three Peaks Adventure Company. Three peaks events. So three peaks, Kilimanjaro. Yes. Kilimanjaro. Everest. Uh, yep, Everest is the last one. And there's one that I'll be doing uh I'm not sure if it's gonna be next year or the year after uh, the year after, which will be Hunlung, which is also in Nepal. Okay. And that's a seven thousand two hundred meter. Jesus getting up there, isn't Yeah, it? but that that's what will register me to be able to climb Everest. <laughs> oh, okay. There's lots of other little ones I'll be doing, but yep. they're like the three prominent uh mountains I'll be yeah, climbing. Right. So did this climbing bug, mm-hmm. could I call it a bug? Yeah. What, did it just come after the, well, without being rude, without, no. after the daughter's text message, you'd gone, not straight after, you know, not like I'm going to climb a mountain, but mm. 
Did it come after that or have you always it, had a bug? I, I, I've always wanted to do it um, for a long time. Like I, um, I'm a big fan of Ant Middleton. Yeah. And when I saw him talk about Everest and the stuff he did, I was like, I'm, I'm going to climb a mountain one day. I'm going to, I want, I'd love to do Everest. And then I kind of sat on it and I was like, yeah, yeah, I got to, I got to think about work and I got to think about this and I've got to, you know, I've got to be responsible and I've got all these things. And then when I had my separation and stuff, I was like, I, I could just do that. Like I could just yeah. focus on something and go do that. And then when I went and did it, I'm like, this is, this is hard. It's really, really hard. And like if if you do something hard you prove to yourself you can do something hard then you can deal with other it's like fight conditioning right mm-hmm. like if 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 you're doing like we, we call it shark bait when i was fighting you know you'd be in the ring and you'd have two minutes and got a fresh gold come in you'd spar for two minutes and then the fresh gold jump out and another fresh gold jump in and you'd spar for two minutes without a break and then another fresh gold jump in and it's like that's harder than a real fight because you're getting a fresh guy every round mm. as opposed to when you're in the ring like the guy's getting tired with you yeah it's the same as like climbing mountains, right? I go through this like excruciating, horrible, amazing, beautiful, terrible uh, experience. And then I complete it and I do it. And it's like, oh shit. Um, things in life are actually not that hard because I've just done that. Yeah. And so you build up a resilience to doing hard things and then life becomes easier. Yeah, right. Yeah. So can we talk about the fighting a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> what, tell me, you tell me, what, what, tell me all about it. What form, what art, martial art did you do? Uh, mainly Muay Thai. <coughs> okay. So I, I, I fought for about 10 years. Nothing, nothing super advanced. I was um, purely amateur, um, but I fought for about 10 years in Muay Thai, and I also had three MMA fights. Okay. So Muay Thai is no belts? Uh, there are, uh, as in like... You don't... No, 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 like no, you no, just no. You just learn how to fight. Ready, and, yeah, you, yep. just, you just learn to punch and kick yep. people and then you go and get decent at it and they yep. go, you want to fight? And you go, yeah. Yep. And then you jump in a ring and punch and kick someone for three two-minute rounds or three How three many fights rounds. did you have? Uh, all up. Jeez, how many fights did I have? Um, in, like, in my time, I probably would have had 20... I think I was up to like 25 fights. Do you keep a record of results? No results. I, I, I like my official record. Like my my yep. official fight record was uh, uh five losses, uh, five wins, nine losses, and one no contest. Okay, and your MMA, yeah. uh, two wins, one loss. Two wins, one loss. Not bad. Yep. Yep. Excellent. And you you failed to mention one very significant title that you took mm-hmm. a few years back. Which one? Uh, was it something to do with the emergency services games, I believe? Oh, yeah, I got I, boxing. Yeah, I got the gold medal at the emergency services right. boxing game. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, and I'm a, bit, a little bit upset with him getting gold because I only got a bronze in the soccer. In oh, the futsal, yeah, sorry, yeah, the futsal, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys did well, though. Like, we did all right. You yeah, did well. A bunch it's, of old fellas. That, yeah, and, and those guys were brutal. Oh. I, I went in for a bit of fun. Yep. And, yeah, they, they were vicious. Every Like, every sport... I'm like, this will just be like a happy, like yeah. a fun thing. No. No, it's full on. Yeah. These guys were ruthless. I remember there was a guy who played in futsal. Uh, he was a heavyweight, obviously, because mm. he ended up fighting Spencer. Yep. And I think Spencer beat him in the gold medal match. Yep. yep. That guy, we played against him in the futsal, and he ended up grabbing one of our players. I can't remember who it was. Got very angry with this little, I think it was Reese Pope. <laughs> yep. Possibly. Okay. Yep. I wanted to do that to Reese a couple of times because he wouldn't yep. pass me the ball. Mm-hmm. But um, no, he um, he was a bit of, bit aggressive, and Spencer got his revenge on him in the yep. in the gold medal match and beat him up. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's good, excellent. And what about future 
not so much fighting, but training. Would you do you still do it? I am just back at training now. I've still got a fight, couple of fights in me. Okay. Um, I was just talking to my coach the other day, actually. So I'm I'm 38 this year, and there's been uh, this really cool thing that's happened with one of the governing bodies in Muay Thai, and they've created a masters division. Okay. So 40 plus, and you can still go through like state title, Australian title, Oceanic title, world title. Okay. So I'm like, ooh, I can I can train now. I can I can have one or two fights, maybe three fights now. Then I hit 40 and I can be the young man yeah. in the old man world. Yep. And I can work my way up those ranks. So They, they have the same in boxing, I've yeah. noticed over the years. Like um, I, Another fellow I train with, he's a bit older than me, um, Wayne Young. Yep. He was an Australian light middleweight well, champion. Double, Sorry, Wayne, I forgot WBF that with Kim Gray does a brilliant Masters. Uh, like, just, just their Masters division is impeccable. It's amazing yeah, okay. to see the stuff they do. Yeah, good stuff. Well, that, that'll be good. Um, I don't know what else to talk about, Phil, to all be good, honest. Mate. There's all heaps. Good. But yeah. Like I said, we could have a podcast on, on <laughs> each all one, the different each subjects thing. and just keep talking and talking and talking. Um, can I thank you no, for it's coming a pleasure. on, for being so raw and honest. Absolute and, pleasure. And open. I apologise for my my coughing and No, no, and don't. Stuff. Don't <laughs> apologise. It's, it's perfect. It's absolutely yeah. perfect. It's, 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 I'm... I'm I, so grateful and thankful to actually like be here doing this it's, it's no amazing problem at all. and i look forward to doing many many more of these hopefully beautiful over the next uh well forever really because yeah. I, I, this is what i want to do do it and and stick with it like do it for you don't do it for views don't do it for clicks don't do it for those do it because you enjoy doing it yeah. just make sure you do that for sure excellent. very good phil thanks no worries. thank you sir excellent stuff love it and Might need these. Yeah, they'll they'll help. Hope that was recording. Yeah, it was. Yep, we're done.